0: We are live at Bold in Scotia, one of the three locations in the capital region of this really, really cool restaurant. Uh, There's Bags. Here I am, CJ helping us out today. We've got a special guest coming up in just a couple of minutes here. Brittany Burnham from Hit It with Brit. We're socially distanced. Yes, thank you. We're responsible. Uh, Let me address one thing here, Bags, before uh, before we go too much further. Yep. I... I, I feel like Costas at the Olympics here. What do you got? You well, pink,
1: pink,
0: eye? pink eye. No, no, it isn't pink eye. I had a I had a real contact issue a couple of days ago. Had to go to the eye doctor. He dug something out of there, and now I'm feeling the forty eight hours after effects.
1: So you had a piece. You had a piece of contact lens yeah. in your eye.
0: Uh, right. No, I don't think it was a contact lens. Was, there was just some dirt back there that I couldn't get to. He said I removed a loose body. I Don't
1: know, be careful, <laughs> be careful about that. Um, well, you're feeling better, you look okay.
0: Well, thank you, I appreciate that. I look like hell, but, I'll, but I'll take the, the compliment.
1: Look at these circles. I've been up watching election returns oh, man. for 40 something hours here. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you're not alone, man. That's that's the entire country. Yeah, uh, we are at Bold, like I said, three locations, the flagship store is Schenectady. We are in Scotia. And uh, and there's one right around the corner from me in Malta, which is absolutely beautiful. All right, our guest today, Bags, is going to help us get through some of the political stress. Great. She's going to help us prepare for the holiday season, which is always difficult on our bodies. And she's also going to take us through how the heck you're able to stay healthy in the midst of a pandemic because as we know the numbers are still increasing across the country they are even in new york state so if we go backwards a little bit how do we maintain some kind of physical and mental health and our guest today is Brittany burnham from hit it with brit a hey. awesome gym in albany and, uh, and brit it's good to see you i know we've done a ton on tv but it's fun to have you on the podcast
2: yeah this is fun i'm so excited thanks for having me
0: all right so let's start there where do you focus mostly when you get up in the morning? Is it your mental health to get ready and prepare for the day? Uh, and does that then propel you on to better physical health? What's kind of a priority for you?
2: Mental number one. Absolutely. I mean, it depends on my schedule. For the most part, I'm at the gym 5, 6 a.m. And on my it starts when I get in the car. When I get in the car, I listen to something that's going to motivate me or put me in the right headspace. And it's all in the podcast. Definitely. Wow. Yep. Okay. All on podcasts. Yeah. Tons. I can't even begin to tell you. So it's extremely helpful. It does. It, it, there's some days I'm exhausted. I've got four kids at home. So when I wake up in the morning, you know, it's like, <laughs> here we go. It's another day. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know, Bags, that Honorado and Bagnardi We're on Apple and Amazon podcasts. I don't know if that's the right way to start your day, necessarily. I think it
2: is. Okay. Absolutely. I think it is. Why not?
0: So, Brittany, when I get up in the morning, the first
1: thing I do, before I even get out of bed, is I roll over and grab this stupid thing here and look at it. Yeah. Is that the right way to get started or no? Would you say, don't do it? Or is it okay? You look at it for a few minutes, and then as long as you get out of bed and go, you're fine.
2: I mean, it depends what you're doing and who you are. You know, So it depends on the person and how they can cope. with. I mean, some days I'll wake up to some bad news. It's just depending on who we are and how we, we can react to it. So I know they say, like, rule of thumb, don't look at your phone first thing in the morning. But honestly, there's so many positive things on your phone. Right now, it's probably a, it's a bad thing going on right now. I Maybe, mean, no, it just depends on your perspective.
0: Okay. So, Britt, you've had the gym for a while now. You're a well-established uh, business in the capital region and I know you, you still even through the pandemic you've got a ton of members because you expanded what you do and that is to kind of a virtual community uh, what was it like at the height of the pandemic and I don't we're not I don't, we don't go back to that but what was it like in April really for you guys after you've been shut down and how quickly you you kind of had to redevelop a business plan
2: oh, this there was something every day I mean, the struggle was real, as it was for everyone. We, um, I am so thankful for my team. If I did not have the team that I that I have and that I have and had at the time, it would have been a, a lot more difficult. But you know, we had people counting on us. Number one, our culture and our community is what kept us going, and to be able to have some type of—I know that word normalcy always comes out—but um, we were able to still have that relationship with our community, even if it was virtual. So to see, talk to people through there, cause we have our, our virtual platform is through Facebook. So we're still able to communicate with them every single day. Uh, so that was, you know, it was, there's so many things, but it, it was, it was a time to lean on each other. And I know that whole saying of stronger together, stronger together, it really, that was, that was a vibe. It still is, cause it still is a struggle every day. Yeah.
0: All right, bags. this is from our guy, Brian Perry, who's a loyal viewer and listener. He says, don't look at the phone, Shawnee. Yep. Resist. Go for the coffee first. Or smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. Is, did you do coffee in the
1: morning? Or do you, because does that interfere with the workout? Or is that all right? You do the coffee, get a little energy boost, and then go.
2: Never coffee in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm training, yes, coffee. So if I'm never going to drink coffee before I work out, it's a, it, it dehydrates you. So it's the last thing you need before you work out. And most of my, the majority of our members are morning. Morning is the bulk. Those are the type sure. of people that just want to get their, can you curse on here?
0: Sure. Why not?
2: Because <laughs> I was just going to, I first.
0: won't, I won't,
2: but <laughs> just before I was about to say it, uh, no, coffee doesn't really do much for me. I just like the taste of it.
1: So, um, if you were, so if you're not a morning person, I feel like that's probably the best time to work out, though, if you can do it. Get up early, yeah. get it done first so it's out yes. of the way. But if you're not really that morning person, what advice would you have for people who just really don't want to get out of bed that early, but really maybe that's their best time to work out? What's something you can tell them to maybe help them get them going? It's... <sighs> yeah.
2: It's really, honestly, the motivation is within themselves. I always say, we can do, we can help you so much, but once they start a routine and become consistent, it's all about consistency and discipline. Try it out, especially with people who are new coming to the gym and now, uh, I say, give it at least three to four days a week, see how you feel, and I promise you. I do not overpromise. But that's something I do promise. You are gonna feel completely different, mind, body, soul, if you start your routine in the morning.
0: Bags. I have not actually gone through a hit it with Brit workout, which I know I'm sure is shocking to you. Yeah. Uh, but because you, I've been there a bunch of times. I don't know that I'd last more than a couple of minutes given <laughs> the intensity of it. But sure. I. But there's so much energy in the room that if you were to show up at 5 a.m., which is crazy, but a lot of people yeah. do. Um, it's easy to get sucked in and, and kind of wrapped up yeah. with that energy. That's that's why they absolutely. Kill it. Uh, Here's Mariah, who is one of the owners of Bold, and I know you know her well. She wanted to be here today, but look, when you've got three stores already open in the Capital Region, and you've got three more on the way in like the next six months or so, you're a little busy. So I get that. Here's her question: How do you balance? How do you find the balance? Right with with mom guilt, staying in shape, doing the things that are like personally. Satisfying, I And mean, you run a business the same way Mariah does. How would you find that balance?
2: Ugh. Mom guilt's never going to go away. Let's just be honest. It is something I deal with every day, all the time. Now my kids are getting older. I mean, I say older, four under the age of seven. Um, but they're giving me more of those guilt trips too, which is hard. But at the same time, it's for them. You know, I say that. And you just do it. I, I can't keep dwelling on, oh, what ifs, or that I'm exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. I'm tired all the time. That's a lot of uh, caffeine <laughs> that helps. My mom juices the caffeine. It's not coffee. I, I take other things to help yeah. with the energy throughout the day. Um, but it it's a lot of just staying in a routine. If, if the quarantine was hard because they were home all day, every day. So it was, a very, it was an opportunity where I tried to take it as The silver lining, and I got to spend more time with them, especially my baby. Uh, But when it comes to business, and I have an amazing partner that helps me with managing that the home life. He has been the, we call him Daddy Goose. Uh, So, yeah, yeah. So I'm very fortunate because when I was a single parent with just one in running the business, I had to have help and my mom knows yep. me so it's a lot you have to lean on people you need a support system number one
0: are right, you just alluded to joe who we absolutely love uh he is the all-time sax leader in arena football history Beast. um be honest with me on this though and i'm hoping there's a small part of you that might say yes haven't we all wished that like in a, such a very public proposal The woman might just mess with the guy for a second. So when he jumps off the field, into the stands, gets down on one knee, everybody in the arena at the Times Union Center is watching you. Did you think, let me just screw with him for a second and make him (laughs) wait or even just throw a no at him to make him sweat?
2: I could not even function. The kids were on top of my back. <laughs> they were eating lollipops. It, it was so chaotic. I didn't even know what was going on. And my, it, and I remember he did it at the wrong time. So coach and the rest were like, what's going on? So it was all around. Just in, I, I love watching that experience back. I go back to it because Joe didn't even tell his coach until that day. <laughs> that, what? <laughs> That's great.
0: He's a mountain of a man. Oh, uh, now, you guys have four kids together. Could he lift all of them at once?
2: Oh, we have a picture of it. Did you see it? No. Oh yeah, we just got our pictures taken, and he has all four kids holding them. Uh-huh. Wow. And on the back.
1: He can lift us, Chris. He can lift the two of us, like no. Oh, the- there's no question.
2: He does my workouts, and I'm just like, you are 265 pounds, six four five, and he's doing broad jumps and burpees. <laughs> I'm like, how are you 38 doing this?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: He's, he's an athlete. If you, uh, if you look over my shoulder here, Chris, you see an awful lot of good, healthy items on this menu. So if you just focused on these two businesses, right, Bold yep. and Hit It With Bridge, you are going to be instantly healthy. But this is a question I wanted to ask Brittany is how important is the balance between diet and exercise? And is that part of what you do in terms of trying to teach people about how to become healthier overall, incorporate at least some of that diet stuff, even if it just comes down to giving them advice in that area.
2: I could talk about this for a long time. The exercise portion is maybe 15, 20% of the whole success system. It it comes down from nutrition, number one, nutrition. And when Bold came out, when. I would say finally someone to create something like this in our community. If I had a perfect world, I would have bold attached to my gym. And you never know that could potentially happen in the near future. Well that,
0: mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And we go will- yeah,
2: nutrition is a lot of people, sorry to answer really answer your question. Uh, you know, people come to me, I've been here for two months, three months, six months, and I'm not changing. I'm like, what are you doing in the kitchen? That's what it comes down to. It really does. You can Get a great workout, get intense. And you can get a great workout anywhere. Yes, I'm going, I love all my people around here who own the gyms. But what it comes down to is having that accountability. We have an accountability coach at our gym. She's fantastic. Her nutrition certification, and it just talks about living a sustainable life. You don't have to be dieting all the time, it's just learning, it's educating on what to eat, how to eat, when to eat. It's everything.
1: So can you give us some, uh, just without, you know, spoiling anything here, but can you give us just a little bit of advice in terms of what are some areas that people should focus on or maybe some common mistakes you see people making?
2: Nutritionally, you mean? Yes. Yep. Portion control, number one. Uh, I see that, oh, I'm eating healthy. I'm eating, you know, a salad. Okay, let's take a salad. But what is in your salad? What dressing you're using? How much fat? So I don't count my calories. I don't want my my members to be focused on calories. But in order to learn, you might have to, you know, look at use an app, maybe like Fitness Pal, and start putting it down and seeing taking a journal journaling. It's what you're eating because honestly, you could be eating a sweet potato and it's so healthy. But how big? How big is just a potato? You know, so when we say measuring out, that's why you know, uh, place uh, a lot of uh, companies like, um, uh, you know, between uh, what's it called? Um, I'm sorry, Weight Watchers. Yeah. They measure they measure, and it's really about portion control. Definitely.
0: Interesting. That that would be my problem too. This yeah, this is America. Problem. Where it's 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 our issue, right? Portion that's control. True. That would be. That would be my problem, too. Let's run through some comments here. We're on, we're live on Facebook. If you're watching us, yeah. feel free to jump in, even if you're watching us uh, on Twitter. This is our girl, Ash, and this is true. She loves – had never had an acai bowl before, coming to Bold. loves the acai bowl, loves the salads. Uh, I'm always a smoothie person. Like, I could live off smoothies. The acai smoothie is, is for me. And then, Shawnee, we're not going to like this, but Mariah says – what about an Honorado and Bagnardi bold class that hit it with Brit? Oh yeah. You know what I like that? Not a <laughs> bad yeah. Yeah. Give me like a couple of months to get ready for that. Right. You have to get in shape before uh, you can even work out. No, you Correct.
2: don't. Do not do yeah. that. You're you're I'm- giving the bad rep. This is what <laughs> happens the misconception of hit. So and this is where I, I, I want to, you know, express that and a lot of people say that. They're intimidated. They hear sure. it, they see it, and it's high intensity. Our formatting and our designing is set up for success. It's not high intensity, it's what you make of it. So any level is welcomed. But a lot of people say, oh, I have to go to Best Fitness or Planet Fitness and get in shape before. I'm like, no, you don't, because you're not going to. You're not. And it's it's a different type of workout of what you're going to experience in the best, but it's a way to challenge yourself. You're not going to be challenged when you're doing your own workout and not knowing what you're doing. So that, that high intensity misconception. we have a lot of low intensity. I'm sorry, low impact, high intensity. So, for instance, low impact, high intensity using a lot of bands, using your your strength training. So that's that is something that all across the board in, in fitness, you know, where we have to be able to understand that better and and, and develop and create that knowledge out there too.
1: So what is it about the the high intensity stuff that sort of separates it from other kind of workouts? Is it about sort of getting that cardio really going or, you know, kind of break down the science for us a little bit of why that's maybe more an effective kind of workout than some of the others we see out there?
2: Yeah, well, it's a mix of cardio and strength. So for example, on Monday we do all lower body. It's cardio and strength. You might be doing some jump squats or if you need to do a low impact instead jump squats you do air squats for your cardio, but more reps, right And then we add in strength components from kettlebells to strength, um, to dumbbells. Um, and then but with, with the cardio and strength component, a lot of people might not like cardio so they know they can modify and do different exercise in place of a kettlebell swing where it's a good power exercise. And that's where we're we're able to tell you, okay, do this instead. If you have limitations, you can modify this way. If you have a hip problem, if you have some knee problems, but with the high intensity, it's so crucial because you can get 35, 40 minutes of a straight workout instead of going working out for two hours and you're going to get the best of both worlds. You're going to get Your endurance, your cardio, your heart healthy, plus the lean muscle mass that everyone wants to burn fat, right? So, and then science shows that forty post workout, you're still you're increasing your metabolism and your heart rate still staying up. So it's all around a beautiful design and science. It's just you have to trust the process, but also eat right.
0: Check it out. Hit it with grit on Facebook get you a link to all the information you need to sign up also that virtual community which we've talked about which is facebook based huge following on instagram follow both brit follow hit it with brit uh if you're not comfortable right being out in public yet and working out there's always a mask on everybody works out at hit it with brit i know Uh, but if you if you're more comfortable doing the at home workout now Hit it with Britt provides that until we get through all of this, and you're comfortable getting back into the gym. But certainly, classes all day long right now. I know you guys are open back up yeah. to, uh, as to the greatest capacity you're allowed yeah. right now. Um, and so I encourage everybody to check them out on Instagram and Facebook. You get all the information uh, you need right there. We are at Bold Asai yeah. Smoothie. What are you drinking, Brit?
2: I'm drinking the Pattaya Smoothie. It's so good. It has monk fruit in it and vanilla protein. Always gotta get protein in your in your diet, guys. What so, kind of fruit was that? Monk fruit.
0: Wow. It's so good. Okay.
2: Different, right? Mon- See, they have it. Not places have this.
1: No. Chris, let me get this question in here. I think Go it's ahead. an important one for Brittany to answer while we have her with us. There, we're seeing more and more of these high-intensity kind of gyms opening, right? And I'm not going to name all your competitors, but, you know, there are, there are a lot out there. So what would be an advantage to hit it with Brit versus some of those others, you know? To pitch yourself here what yeah. why you instead of some of those others maybe even if you're speaking to somebody who's watching who has a membership at one of those other gyms what's something else that you think you guys offer that maybe the others don't
2: yeah so we've been evolving and changing some things up especially more coming in 2021 but right now we're really after a hit workout after our circuit Are done. We do a lot of mobility, which is huge on recovery. We know that a lot of people can't keep doing the same thing every day, or it's a lot. You're sore. Recovery is huge, and people don't realize how important it is to your performance and your success. So we incorporate a lot of mobility, whether it be like three to five minutes uh, right after class. Which you know, a lot of times you see people when they leave gyms, they're just right out of there. They get their workout in, and then and why are they so sore the next day? Why are their muscles so tight? and then we got a lot of pop-ups. We've been incorporating yoga. We've been incorporating, it's called Ab Lab. So we're bringing in a lot of other disciplines, more to come in 2021. So, um, and then our culture, there's every, you know, with all with all competitors, we all see our community, but culture is very much different from community. We love our community, but developing that culture and those relationships is so big. And right now more than ever, and now we have, of course, because of the pandemic, a lot of stuff has changed. So we're able to focus so much more on individual progression. So also.
0: are are men a difficult demographic? Oh, I'm sorry. Are men a difficult demographic to get signed up and to go to this type of group workout?
2: Yes, they are. Absolutely. Why? It's usually the, I, to be honest with you, I, I from intimidation, or being more female dominant and female owned, um, you know, we do a lot of the same things that a lot of our circuit-based gyms do. Um, when we have men, it's usually the boyfriends or the husbands of the wives and girlfriends that come in. And then when they see us, it's either intimidation or like, "Wow, I was misinformed." And and uh, and then I love actually more than ever working out next to the guys because I lift the same amount of shit as them. So. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what i did with the albany empire i was like they came in with a little chip on the shoulder the first year yeah. and then we had to show them what's real this is what it is so yeah the men has always been our percentage of female to women um, female to men is definitely higher uh so that's why we encourage a lot of guys to try it out we always our hashtag is hit men matter because there's a smaller percentage of this it. is
1: probably a novice question here but is there a difference between the kind of workouts men should be doing versus what women should be doing or is it, you know, if you're doing that high intensity, you know, yeah, maybe you shake up the size of the weights or whatever it is. But really, it's essentially the same thing for the human body that you're going to benefit from.
2: Absolutely. Same thing. I mean, we have it organized to cone. Everyone is designated a spot. So it's according to fitness level. Six spots and then you have beginner to intermediate to advanced. And then some some men might be in more of the beginner and they're lifting less weights. And then you have a lot of the men who are more in the higher inter- intermediate advance where they're going to be lifting just as much as, you know, and we put out, we know our people. So it's when, the, it, it, and if, when, when we don't, we get someone new, we gauge on, that's where we get that consultation, you know, where you're at, what's your fitness level? Have you done this type of training before? Some guys will come in and be like, I'm an athlete. And then we come <laughs> in and we're like, oh, you're not. I
0: believe it. Now? Yeah, you, you wouldn't hear me or Sean say that. Bags every <laughs> every female trainer at Brit's place would kick your ass. Oh,
1: dude, there's no doubt. I was, pff, I, I'm not gonna argue that. I, I Are know. you kidding me?
0: Of course they would. You wouldn't believe Brittany recently had a baby. It's absolutely insane. Wow. Uh, Brit, thank you so much for making the thank trip here to be on with us. Let's definitely do this from the gym one day, yes. uh, and maybe maybe we'll sweat a little bit too on top of that.
2: That'd be so much fun. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Great.
0: Brittany Burner with us here, Shawnee, on Honorado and Bagnardi. Really, really cool. Again, check it out. Hit it with Brit. We're live at Bold in Scotia. Three locations connected to East Scotia, up in Malta. More to come, maybe before the end of the year, but certainly in 2021. So as Hit it with Brit grows, Bold grows as well. Some really, really awesome local businesses here in the 518. Right, yeah, the we- Malta
1: location is great. I, was, uh, I went there accidentally instead today. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, so I can tell you, I can vouch for multiple locations just on today of how great Bold is.
0: Yeah, about five after 10, I got a call from Sean. Hey, we got a problem. Now, I think this is him telling me I can't make it. Something awful has happened. But I'm in Malta, not Scotia. I'm out of Bold. Well, get on the road, buddy. It to take about 25 minutes. You'll be here just in time. So you owe, you owe Brittany I a do. little bit. For I do. Waiting for you. Me, whatever. Who yeah, cares? here? Care you. All uh, right, when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, uh, week nine in the NFL, it's the debut of Antonio Brown. Will he have an immediate impact with the Buccaneers? And can I sell Sean on the fact that this might be the week the Jets get their first win of the season? Why? Because they, they're they playing a team bags that has lost four straight games. That's next on Honorado and Bagnardi. So... What does Capcom have that your bank doesn't? You'll love our lower fees and great rates and a team of financial experts who put you first. What's not to love? We even make it easy to switch. Visit us and open your account today. And find out what it's like to bank where you matter most. We're back on Honorado and Bagnardi here. Uh, Shawnee, week nine of the NFL. We've got a big college football game this weekend, too, as Clemson goes to Notre Dame. But The Tigers have won like 36 straight games, I believe, is the number. The last time a team went to South Bend with a 36-game winning streak, yeah. Notre Dame beat Miami.
1: Hmm, interesting. Now,
0: um, Trevor Lawrence, that's obviously a huge thing, and so – We'll see if the Fighting Irish, who are five-and-a-half-point dogs, can pull off something of an upset there. Yeah, it's nice not seeing
1: the Jets' next quarterback playing. You know, we want to keep him healthy and and in shape for next year. So,
0: Where are you on that? As a Jets fan, Darnold is only in year three. He was the number three overall pick. It isn't like he was a fifth-rounder. He was thought to be the franchise guy. Are you ready to move on from him if you have the number one pick? And Lawrence is there, obviously.
1: No, I'm not ready because – I think that, you know, you have to decide, as, as we've talked about, if you're the Jets moving forward, what really is the problem? Now, more than one thing can be true at the same time. You can have multiple problems. I don't think Sam Darnold is the biggest problem. He may not be achieving the success that we want him to, and part of that could be on him. But if you're not going to identify him as, as the main issue, I think it's a little premature then to move on because – this is a guy who you've chosen to invest a little bit in and try to build your team around. Now, sure. I think it'd be a little bit early to give up on that for another unknown. Look, Trevor Lawrence is great, but you, you never know what's going to happen. You're kind of in the same situation of like, well, we, we were bad and we took the quarterback. Now we're still bad. We're to take another quarterback. I mean, you, you have to at some point decide what the strategy is going to be. And I think you can maybe have more value with that pick if you do something else with it as opposed to drafting a quarterback. So that's the route I would look to go and still put a little bit more faith in the guy who you've chosen to invest a lot in. Um, I mean, yeah, you don't want to ride or die with something that's going to take you down off a cliff. But at the same time, are we really there yet on Darnold? I'm not.
0: Okay. Um, Do you remember the last time the Jets and Patriots played on Monday night? Remind me. Last year, Jets lost thirty-three, nothing, and Sam Darnold oh, was caught yeah. on microphone saying, "I'm seeing ghosts out there," yeah. which apparently yes, is not, a, which apparently is a phrase that is used in the NFL. Um, you know, "I'm seeing ghosts" is not something that is unique to Darnold. I guess yeah. other NFL players have used it. We just happen to catch it on microphone. So, quick answer: yes or no? Is this the week the Jets get their first win? No. Okay. Here's why I think it might be. The Patriots have lost four straight games, Bags. The first time they've lost four straight since 2002. Now, not only that, but the Jets have struggled against New England in the past. Yep. But so did the Bills before Buffalo beat them last week. Buffalo had lost seven straight to New England. They hadn't beaten the Patriots at home in Buffalo over like an 11-year span. Yep. So the Bills were able to end... Their losing streak. Jets have lost eight straight to start the year. Why not now beat the Patriots, who are clearly struggling with Cam Newton at quarterback?
1: So you're going to say the Patriots, uh, because they've lost four in a row, have a better chance of beating the Jets, even though they've lost eight in a row <laughs> to start the season. Yes, I understand.
0: Well, losing streak is relative. You know, these are different teams and different
1: expectations. I'm going to ask you a bad question because it's, I shouldn't ask it knowing whether or not you know the answer, but I'm uh, going to so anyway. Go. You're,
0: you're classic I, this at is, this questions is, live on the air when yep. somebody may not know the answer.
1: Right. I, I don't know the answer, so fine, I'll ask it anyway. You say this is the first time they've lost four games in a row since two thousand New England. Two. Two thousand two. Since two thousand two right.
0: Brady was there.
1: Right. When was the last time they lost five in a row? don't know okay I don't either I, I can pull up their o2 schedule <laughs> my point is this CJ will you do that will you pull up the Patriots o2 schedule please okay my point is this four straight losses fine they're they're more due than ever then like th- this is not this is not something where it's gonna go from four to six to eight to ten they're not that bad they're struggling now and they're not a playoff team but Are they that bad? No. The Jets are. The Jets are the team that is that bad. And the Jets are now also in that situation where now we crest over into the second half of the schedule. You're really starting to think about just how bad can we be? Just how many games can we drop? I mean, there's no chance you're making the playoffs. No chance you're making any noise this season. So how much do the Jets really have invested in in winning a game like this? Those are going to be the questions we ask ourselves now moving forward every week with this team. So, no, I think New England will win and probably win relatively easily this weekend.
0: Mm, okay, interesting. What do we got, CJ? They lost four straight in 02. That's it. All right. Well, the Raiders later on the Titans. But they didn't lose five straight that year. So, there you go. At least in 02, they didn't lose five straight. So, you would have to go pre Brady. Right. find the last time New England lost five straight. And games. look,
1: and this is post Brady. So, maybe this is the time when it does happen. But.
0: Have you watched New England lately? Have you watched the Jets at all?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. That's what I'm saying. This is less about New England for me than it is about just how bad the Jets are. I mean, New England is still a football team. I don't know what the Jets are. I mean, New England still an NFL football team, right? The Jets are a collection of people trying to play football. All
0: right, here's one of the headline games of the weekend. Saints Buccaneers in Tampa, yeah. Sunday night on NBC. and antonio brown will make his tampa bay debut he's back living with brady the way he was when he played what two games with new england so they're they're back as housemates living in jeter's house which is just kind of all all kinds of things about the personalities there um Will Antonio Brown have an immediate impact with the buccaneers? Probably.
1: He's going to have an yes, he'll have an immediate impact. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Who knows? He's not the kind of guy who comes in and just sort of blends in and and goes under the radar. He's going to have an impact. The question you have to ask yourself is, is it going to be he's an old a b who's incredible on the field, and Brady is just going to find him all over and and they're going to light it up similar to when. Randy Moss got hooked up with Tom Brady. Look, it's possible. Um, Could he also come in and I'm not going to say, you know, destroy this team because of what he can be in the locker room. I don't necessarily see that happening. I see it more kind of as a new England situation where it could be comes in, doesn't work out is out pretty quickly. Um, But yes, he'll have an immediate impact because that's the kind of guy Antonio Brown is. He doesn't, not have an immediate impact in anything that he does. If he came into bold right now, he'd have an immediate impact on us. (laughs) Everywhere he goes, every day, every aspect of his life, it's an immediate impact. Usually it's a negative impact with Antonio Brown.
0: Do you think he survives the season? Yes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Bank on it, bags presented by Acom Federal Credit Union. Eleven go. branches around the capital region. Our sponsor here for Bank on it every single show. And here is my Bank on it. Antonio Brown will be the one who pushes the Bucks over the edge on the way to a Super Bowl. Antonio Brown is going to make all the difference. Think about how Gronk is coming along here, right? He's looked a lot better the last couple of weeks mike evans is healthy chris godwin will be back what if for not worked out the way i think most of us thought he would at this point but they still have ronald jones in the backfield as well when you are distributing the ball if you can keep ab happy enough think about what it does in the secondary to open things up for mike evans godwin and gronk who i just mentioned that receiving core is the best in all of football and it just got exponentially greater with the addition of Antonio Brown. Not only do I think he lasts the season, not only do I think he sees this as kind of his last opportunity to really be a player in the NFL or right? if he screws this one up, he's never coming back.
1: So think, how many people said that last time? But go ahead.
0: I just I think he's now kind of at the end of it here. Look. The situation with Pittsburgh, he got what he wanted, he was forced out. He went to Oakland. That was a complete nightmare. We all witnessed it on hard knocks yeah but what happened the patriots were quick to pick him back up when that ended and you had all the allegations of sexual abuse come out against him now he's got another shot here after a suspension remember there was no suspension from oakland to new england but he went through an eight game suspension here that hadn't happened to him before in his career now he's got another shot to try to do something of significance with Tampa, you know Brady is telling him, listen, dude, this is your last shot. I think he's on the straight and arrow. And I, I really think he makes it through the year. Not only that, I think he's the difference for this team, which has a very good defense as well, to win the NFC. So
1: this is a this is kind of a double-down bank on it because this is really a bank on it that Tampa will make it to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. And a bank on it. Not only that they'll get there, but that this guy will be one of the key reasons why. Um, Look, here's my main thing with A.B. This is a chance he doesn't even deserve. You know, this is a guy. And by the way, as if you didn't need more reason to dislike a team that Tom Brady's on. I mean, seriously, these guys are absolutely the villains of the league as far as I'm concerned. But that's something they could very well embrace right we know that that that's something that tom Brady can feed off of and he likes and are we going to see the same thing with ab we could very well i mean they could embrace that villainy kind of role and ride it all the way to the super bowl i i picked this team to get to the super bowl yep. so Free Antonio Brown, I'm almost more concerned with him coming in. Not that they'll let him get over the edge, but that he could be a detraction for them. Um, but again, Tom Brady probably wouldn't let that happen. I could, would see it be a quick in and exit, but I'm with you, he'll finish the season. I'm not sold on how huge of an impact he'll make here though.
0: All right, well, when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, more games around the NFL to talk about, including another opportunity for the Bills to prove to Bags that they are, in fact, contenders. They will host a one-loss team this Sunday. Can they beat a good team in the NFL this season? An opportunity on Sunday. And then Bags bank on it here, brought to you by Capcom Federal Credit Union, involves the Giants. Hang out. That's next right here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Depressed, overworked, job sucks, underappreciated. When life sucks, <laughs> just say Diligaff. Our clothing line puts the FU back into fun. Nothing will give you greater satisfaction. Dillagaff isn't just an attitude, it's a lifestyle. Some people ride the crazy train, we drive that mother. Check out our selection at DillaGaffUSA.com. We are live at Bold. There we are. We're in Scotia. It's in Socha Plaza, uh, one of their new locations. Malta, the the newest of the few. And there are more locations coming. This is a business that is, is burgeoning right now. Uh, in go. the 518, people are absolutely loving Bold. And there is our with Bold Cam right there. They're preparing some stuff. We've got some food on the way here, too, which we're going to dig into. Bags, quick reminder to everybody, though. We are on Amazon Podcasts in addition to Apple Podcasts. So if you just are at home hanging out with Alexa, all you have to do is say, Alexa, play the podcast Honorado and Bagnardi, and she will do just that. She will play the podcast Honorado and Bagnardi. What a great spot uh, we have here. CJ, take a look, buddy. Look here that. we go, man. What do we got? Here is... What do you got? Ooh, so they, they do waffles now, too, Bags. This is one of their toasts.
1: Yep. I got the same thing over here. This is looking good, man.
0: Which looks awesome. It's a little shaved Parmesan, I think. Uh, some balsamic it's awesome, absolutely awesome, and I love the little to-go container too. Are you a foodie? You know what? I don't know that I would classify myself as a foodie, to be hmm. honest. You? I I really enjoy watching
1: the Food Network competition uh, okay. type shows. Your Iron Chef's, Your Chopped, Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you learn a lot when you watch those kind of shows. So. I, I wouldn't say that I'm a foodie. I think you have to have some real talent in the kitchen probably too, or a really refined palate, neither of which I have, mm-hmm. but, um, I do, I do get into it a little bit. Who, kick,
0: who, who cooks more? You or Elisa?
1: Elisa. Yeah. We yeah. do a lot of meal prep where we'll cook on a Sunday for the week. You know, that way we don't have to worry about it because, you know, I work at night. So I come home, eat quick on my break together, whatever. Um, but, and I, you know, I'll, I'll assist in that effort more to the sous chef. Um, but no, she does more to cooking. How about you? You don't do any.
0: I you do, do some. Very little. Yeah. Very, very little. Here's the beauty of bold, too, which we haven't said yet and we should. Uh, if you don't love to cook, if you don't even have time to come into the restaurant, place your order, and take it to go, just use any of the online ordering systems out there, okay? Grubhub is a big one here, but there's Uber Eats. What's the other one I'm forgetting about now? Um, DoorDash, thank you. So any of those platforms, look for Bold there and and place your order ahead of time. You just pop in, there's a spot at the end of the counter where you just come in, pick it up easy, just like that. All right, bags, the bills have an opportunity here, right? To just shut you up. I don't know if one win does that, but if they're able to beat the Seahawks, yeah. will you start to feel like Buffalo is now more of a contender? Yeah,
1: I've been saying I've been waiting for that that one win. This would be that win that would sell me more. They're not going to win, so I'm not I'm, I'm worried about it. But yes, to answer your question, in in one word, yes. Okay. So what about you? I mean, is this? I mean, you're more sold on them. How big is this game for them in terms of how you view them moving forward?
0: It's big. And, and I'm not as sold as I used to be because I would have liked to have seen them be certainly more competitive against the Titans than they were on that sure. Tuesday night. I was willing to throw that one out, as you know, because of all the uncertainty that surrounded that game. Right. But then, you know, Kansas City was an opportunity for them to really kind of proclaim their arrival in the AFC now the Seahawks are obviously an NFC team, but they've only lost one game. Here's here's an advantage for Buffalo, right? And I, I believe this stuff. I don't know that you do. West Coast team coming to the East to play a one o'clock game. I, no. I, I've seen enough teams struggle in that spot for me to believe that it is real. No,
1: nah. yeah. it's not real. You gotta be ready to play. Come on, it's the NFL. You mean well, to I get tell that me that
0: that's what we expect as fans? But it isn't always the way it plays out.
1: You mean to tell me the difference of a few hours in a ball game when separated by a full week is going to make the difference? Come on.
0: I mean, come on. Yeah, but they're not in Buffalo for the full week. I mean, they're in Buffalo for 24 hours before they
1: kick. That's this is not difference. a day night doubleheader, is what I'm saying. These games are separated. By days and days and days in football, because yeah, it's it's a couple, couple of hours, hours of one o'clock versus a four o'clock versus a night game, you can't believe that. You cannot believe that. I believe it. You want my bank on it?
0: Well, let me just set it up for a second here. Can Check. I do that? Yeah. All of right. Because okay. we haven't touched on the Giants yet. Yep. NFC East showdown. You, I know. The one-win Giants. Yep the two-win washington football team (laughs) there's a lot riding on this game there's a lot yeah
1: all right chris bank on it presented by capcom federal credit union it's my turn i have not had the success i would like uh, so far on Bank on It since Capcom joined us, I feel a little disappointed about that. Um, but this is a good one for me the New York Giants will win the NFCs. Now, they got Washington this week. Hear me out. All right, they got here's the schedule Washington, Philadelphia, huge one, and then at the Bengals. I see the Giants right now going on a three-game winning streak. All right? A three-game winning streak. CJ says, (laughs) and no way he's out of his mind. The Giants looked pretty good against Tampa Bay. This is a team that I think is slowly, albeit slowly, starting to figure out some things. Now, we know Daniel Jones can make an incredible incredible play to have you all of a sudden in a game. He can make a terrible play to have you all of a sudden out of the game. But he's going to grow a little. I'm I'm not giving up on this guy. I think what we've seen shows there's potential, and I think that he can – Reel in some of those things. I know it's the sample size here is starting to get a little big where it's like, boy, is this just kind of who he is when turning the football over? But I'm, I'm going to hold out a little bit of faith here. I'm turning around on Daniel Jones.
0: What? And what do you mean what? He, he always seems to f- find a way to do just enough to make you competitive, but still lose. I just said
1: that. I mean, I mean yes, I understand. So, that. how are you turning a corner on him? Because I think I'm starting to see in certain spots a little bit more maturity. And while turning the ball over, is it's paramount, obviously, mm-hmm. in football, and it's the last thing you can have out of your most important player on the field, it's still a problem that I'm, I'm starting to think he can solve. And if he does, think about if he does. I know it's a big one. It's like saying, imagine if his worst trade just went away. But if it's something that improved, when you look at the rest of the body of the world, this division's really bad, Chris. And the Giants played a hell of a game against a team you just picked to go to the Super Bowl in that conference. All I'm saying is I'm starting to like what I see overall. And if Daniel Jones can just just do a little bit more in, in certain spots and, and let some of that maturity that I've seen in other spots come through and maybe take better care of the ball, it's obviously something the Giants are focused on. I see them going here winning three games in a row. Now, after that, it gets really tough, right, because you're at Seattle and you've got a game against the Cardinals and the Browns and the Ravens. So that's a really tough stretch. Yep. But with how bad this division is, you have to start wondering how many wins is it going to take to really win it. And then they're going to finish with the Cowboys, which could be a critical game for them. So bank on it, the Giants will win the NFC.
0: Here's one of our guys, Jeff Casey. As a Giants fan, I'm happy to see the team improve weekly. DJ, your boy now, Bags, needs to stop turning it over. They will win some more games this year. Let me – if they win three straight, and I know you're telling me that's going to put them in the hunt for this division. Yeah. It will end up doing – even if they win two of them, it's going to end up doing more harm than good. Because here's, here's my thought on this, and I know CJ agrees because I've talked with him at the TV station a bunch about this. He obviously wants them to get the number one pick because he'd love to have Trevor Lawrence. But as a Giants fan, he says, if we can't do that, I need either the second or the third pick because he's ready to move on from Daniel Jones. He's ready to go get Justin Fields from Ohio State. So if the Giants, Shawnee, are in a position to draft a quarterback, you're telling me they shouldn't? Well, I want to see what happens the
1: rest of the year. I'm telling you that I think there's the chance that he could could turn things around with some of the issues we've seen with him, and if he does that, given where this division is, I think the Giants are positioned. If they can come out strong these next three games, they could have themselves. And think about if that happens. I see a huge if, and you really pretty much need all three. But if that were to happen, they're going to be riding high at that point. <clears throat> and, and maybe you find a way to steal a game or two out of that really difficult stretch. I mean, maybe you can beat. You can. They could. They could beat the Cardinals. They could. Yeah. Um, they could beat the Browns. It's possible. Yes. So at that point, you're riding high, you pick up one or two extra games and you finish against the Cowboys. You know, now the wins are adding up. You're in that six, seven win range.
0: And that's enough to and win that, that debate. Could be enough. Yes. The Giants have played some incredibly close games here over the last handful of weeks. I think they might even lead the NFL in terms of games decided by one score. Now they're they've been games. They've they're lost games. those games. But, I know, but they they're near the top of the NFL in terms of games decided uh, by one score. And we'll see on Sunday. How are you feeling about my bank on it that the last team in the NFC West will have more wins? in the first place team in the NFC East, feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm feeling like
1: that is. I'm feeling like you could just about lock that in.
0: Or though Philadelphia has given me a little bit of a scare because now they're already at three.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not obviously because the prediction I just made. I'm not really sold on Philadelphia. Okay,
0: all right, yeah. all right. Uh, we are live at Bold in Scotia. Uh, there's our Bold Cam mm-hmm. hashtag Live Bold all over social media. Check them out. Uh, on Instagram as well as Facebook. We're in Scotia. They've got a multi-location as well, and one which is the flagship in Schenectady uh, with more to come, certainly. I've got the uh, the acai smoothie. Yep,
1: I'm getting we've, one of those before I leave. We've,
0: we've got a toast, which we showed you as well, but they've expanded the menu here uh, to do some toasts as well as waffles bags, which Huge. sound really, really awesome. That That will definitely be something... I check out. I've seen other people at Bold eating the waffles, so I'm, I'm going to jump on that one uh, pretty quick here. Uh, is James Harden going to be traded this NBA offseason? And do we think December 22nd, which is gaining some momentum here, is as the, the official start date for the do we think that's realistic for teams to play games in their home arenas? More on the NBA offseason when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi. So, what does Capcom have that your bank doesn't? You'll love our lower fees and great rates and a team of financial experts who put you first. What's not to love? We even make it easy to switch. Visit us and open your account today. And find out what it's like to bank where you matter most. All right, if you want us to explain Bags' uh, erratic thinking in terms of the Giants, go ahead, Sean. Tell the audience what you just told me.
1: Oh, it's been 3 a.m., 4 a.m. nights the last couple nights um, watching the election returns come in. I said this to you, and I don't want to get political on here because then Facebook won't let us boost the post, but um, look, this is... An incredible sporting event to watch, Mm -hmm. if nothing else. You take the politics out of it. Obviously, there's a lot more at stake in an election, a presidential election, than a sporting event. But the way it's set up, say what you want about the Electoral College and how you feel about the system we have of electing a president. It is nothing if not really exciting. And the way the results come in, the way it's staggered when the polls close, the way it works adding up how many people have you seen at touchscreens clicking on states adding up the the electoral votes to find out the different paths to victory yep. for each candidate it's great tv it's drama it is exciting regardless of how you feel about it of course it's very stressful and nerve-wracking at times as well but no matter how you shake it it's great tv because frankly it's been made to be a television event
0: mm-hmm.
1: right yep. i mean there's been a lot of talk about how soon you want the results. And you know the, the election is designed really to be a longer term process of counting votes than the, the electors in December officially vote for the president based on how the people they represent voted. Um, so it really is more of a long term, we want these immediate results, right? But it really is a long term process that cable news and, and networks have decided they wanna make a one or two or three night event and they've done it, and it, the coverage of it is thrilling. It's exciting stuff.
0: I love what I'm hearing behind me, people coming in and, uh, hey, my first time here. Their, their lives are about to be changed. Here's one thing I know for certain about the TV coverage. Steve Cornacki has not changed for nearly 48 hours now, probably 48 hours because we didn't see him really prior to, at least I didn't, until some of the results were rolling in. When he arrived at MSNBC headquarters, dressed the way he is still dressed today, I saw yeah. him this morning. He hasn't changed. How much he slept, I do not know. But I'm with you. I've been glued to MSNBC and Kornacki at the big board, yeah. going through each individual state. He yeah. knows. He seems to know every single county. He does in every state. Yeah. It's John unbelievable. He's breaking it CMM. down by each county. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: No, and they know there. There's king on cnn there's this Phil yep. something on cnn Those goes to kind of rotate in and out and they do they click on the state and they know every county and they can tell you they can tell you even without clicking on the board 2016 how all those counties voted four years ago and whether or not it's a potential flip for one of the candidates this year it's really incredible to watch and i did a little bit of it last night with Cambridge. Just a little bit. We got a little nice. bit on the touch screen going. Um, and, it, and like he said after, he's like, it's just fun to do that. It's fun to click on it and point stuff out. <laughs> it's just fun, and it's fun to watch, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Giants fans are coming at you. Carol says Danny Dimes will trip over a blade of grass. Wow. Uh, Jeff, more from Jeff. He'd be okay with the Giants pulling an Arizona Cardinals move and taking another quarterback. Now, the Cardinals did that in back-to-back seasons, um, but – Jeff says, you know what, two quarterbacks in three years? He'd be good with it if if you're able to get, sounds like Lawrence or Fields. And here's my point with this, though, is you always, you jump
1: on it. Kornacki is the best. You'll jump on these situations when you're like, this is our our guy. Whether it's Trevor Lawrence or somebody else, you circle that and you say, this is our guy. We're going to invest our entire future in this. Both of these teams just did that. And if your argument's going to be, that's not really working out, then why are you so invested in the possibility of it working out again?
0: But we see this all the time because you get a new GM the way the Giants will, and Gettleman's not going to be around beyond this year. That GM oftentimes will want a different guy, their quote-unquote their guy. Joe Judge may feel the same way. He's a new head coach with the Giants. He wasn't there when they drafted Daniel Jones. Go to the Jets. Darnold was drafted before Joe Douglas and Adam Gase got there. I know. Now, Gates won't be there beyond this year, but Joe Douglas will be there. And Joe Douglas might say, we have the number one pick. We've only won one game. And I do think the Jets will fall into at least one win here. We have the ability to take Trevor Lawrence. We're doing it.
1: Yeah, My point is that these teams, it's like there's this narrative of this is a guy who we can't go wrong with. This is so such a good player. We can't go wrong with him. We got to take him. This is the future of our franchise. And my point is, we we just saw that. So you can be wrong in that decision. So maybe look at other options as well. That's all I'm saying. Don't look at a guy and say it's not like basketball, right? It's not like This is a this is a LeBron, this is a Zion, where you pretty much know if they stay healthy they're gonna come in and have an immediate impact and be the guy. There are just too many unknowns in football. And if you bring a guy in to a team that isn't already decent or you're not able to build enough around quickly, you're gonna be in a position where it's more difficult for them to succeed. Early on in their career, it's like you're already fighting an uphill battle playing against such a different level of competition. And now they're not surrounding you with enough to have you succeed. And then a couple years down the road, you're in the position where Daniel Jones and maybe Sam Darnold are right now where it's like, well, what's the next guy? Uh, so, how many times can you go down that road before you say, What are some other options? I'm just saying, be careful about it. You chose to invest in these guys. Are you going to be that quick to say, Now nah, let's just invest in somebody else?
0: That's all. The Cardinals had some turnover, right? I would say they made the right move, they did Tyler Murray. Period. So. so, it can work out too. Uh,
1: yes, you're 100% right. But it can also not work out, especially when you're the Giants and the Jets, because that's just seems to be how things go sometimes, I guess, for New York sports teams. Um, But yeah, and ultimately, if you are the GM, you're the guy in there, you have to do what you think is best for the team. And, And if that is that change, then I would always say, go with your gut, do what you have to do. And I'm not saying even in that position that I wouldn't make the same change, but just be careful.
0: Live at Bold in Scotia uh, on Route 50, one of their three locations in the Capital Region. Uh, Bags, do you think it'd be a good idea, now that Daryl Morey is in Philadelphia calling some of the shots, would it be a good idea for the 76ers to trade for James Harden? Would you, if you're Philadelphia, would you entertain a deal that sent Ben Simmons to Houston and brought you James Harden? Do you think pairing the beard up with a guy like Joel Embiid would be more successful than the way the Sixers currently have it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge Simmons guy, as you know. Um, so it'd be a move I'd be willing to make just because of that. Now, I don't know how hard and in, in Embiid, it seems like stylistically they could work well together. I, those are two personalities I just don't care for in basketball um, and seeing them Paired up would be that would make that a very hateable team, as far as I'm concerned. But could it work? Does it make them better in the East? I think it might. I think it might. Are they a championship team? Boy, it's hard to say. Are they better than Brooklyn, for instance, in the East if they're healthy? Nope. I don't think nope. so. Um, are they better than Boston? Probably not. Toronto. Yeah, I don't know. It puts them Miami. Miami. It puts them in a better fight. I think. Uh, to, yes, I would say it puts the, it positions them better, but I don't know that it gets them over the top.
0: Yeah, I, I actually think it's a better tandem, too. I'm not a big Simmons guy, but as you know, I'm also not a big Harden guy, and I hate to peg a player like but Harden doesn't play winning basketball for me, so if you paired him with a big like Embiid, maybe you can figure out a way for him to play a little bit less with the ball, feeling like he has to be this dominant score, which I just don't think translates to winning important games. Well, they do win a lot of regular season games because Harden will drop 50 and maybe even 60 from time to time, but it doesn't translate to the postseason. I'm with you. I don't know that they're still better than some of those teams in the East. We well, didn't even mention Milwaukee, I don't think. And, and so even if you were to win the East, are they better than Los Angeles, either Los Angeles team? Are they better than all of a sudden a healthy Golden State Warriors team which may flip that that number 3 pick right to get somebody of ready now playing ability which certainly they're talking about. I, I I think if you even if Harden were to arrive in Philadelphia, I think they'd be better. Yeah. But I think overall in the NBA they're still only like maybe the 8th best team.
1: Yeah. But if they're are they the 4th best team in the east? Let's maybe it that way. Hey, hey. yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna have Brooklyn, Miami, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Boston. Milwaukee will win a lot of regular season games. Yeah. I'm starting to worry about them now too in the postseason. Miami, I almost feel like as good as they were. Step back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm turning the corner on them. I think a little bit. I was really high on them because of how well they played in the playoffs. I think this season was almost kind of built for that kind of team, and I don't know if like. We forget that like they were the sixth seed in the yep. East, and I don't know that when the East gets even stronger, are they going to be as competitive in the regular season? They're good; they've got talent. I, just, I don't know about; I'm not sure about them. I, it would be shocking to see them back in the finals, that's for sure. Um, they're almost more on par with a Philadelphia if they were to add a Harden to me as that just below the other maybe top two or three teams.
0: Yep, yep, I'm with you there. Uh, all right, we are live at Bold. It's been fun, Bags, being back on location. We're doing more of this. Uh, you would have seen us at Druthers. We're at the CDTA bus pull, where we pulled a bus. We did. All, all by ourselves, the two of us pulled well, a bus. We
1: had some help. And by the way, you know what was very disappointing about that? Can we Can we just touch on this for a sure. second? Okay. I was really impressed with our pulling of the bus. Yeah, okay. And then we went up to the organizer after to say goodbye, and we're like, you know, it's 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 hard, but it it was interesting. Like once you get it going, it, it, you know, it it felt like it moved, and that's the case because it's you know in neutral or whatever, and you can just get that little momentum, the weight of the bus, and it's on a slope, so whatever. But then he said to me, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, he said, uh, you know, we also have a little, we also have a little trick sometimes, and he made a little motion with his ankle, little flicking motion, like. If any, if any of these teams are struggling, they're obviously not going to win the, the competition. The yeah. bus driver will give just a little press on the gas. <laughs> and then I got to thinking, did that happen when we were pulling the bus? And if it did, that's really disappointing because yeah, like, it just shattered. I was on this high of, we just pulled this bus. And then he's like, you know, we cheat sometimes. And I was yeah. like,
0: oh, come on. Right? Were we struggling so much to the point where the bus driver was like, okay, let's get this over with. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Let me what just help it a little bit towards... Uh, the finish line uh, so bags as you know we're on Route 50 in, in Scotia uh, we are just up the road from our newest sponsor which we'll announce next week where you will find us live on location once a month from that spot so we'll announce that next week so all this live on location stuff now you're seated you can take off the mask I think it's a lot easier to, to make this stuff happen now we're excited about it we're going to take full advantage of of that type of stuff. So I'm glad we were able to do it today. Thanks for watching, everybody. We really appreciate it. Check out Bold, one of the three locations Malta, Scotia, and Schenectady in the 518, with more to come. We're back next week with a World Series champ, the hero from the 1986 World Series, Mookie Wilson. And we will also have Ian Anderson on the show That's to talk about week. his rookie season with the Atlanta Braves starting a game seven with a trip to the World Series on the line and get his perspective of what it was like to be 22 years old in that spot and now certainly a future fixture of that Atlanta Braves rotation. That's all next week right here on Honorado and Bagnardi.